the the switch formation. Um, and we didn't expect that. Um, and we during the the first half we managed to do try uh, different things. But I think after we, uh, reviewing the tape at halftime uh, of the first half, some of the clips uh, them uh, attacking. I think we we did a good job uh, changing the formation uh, and changing the way that we were pressing and we were attacking. And uh, it helped us. It helped us a lot. And in the second half, I think we we uh, we did a better job. And uh, we also had uh, the opportunity to to score uh, two goals and and, and also some uh, dangerous counterattacks. Well, welcome everyone to Afterburn Soccer Show. Uh, excited to have you on here on this uh, great evening. A uh, long weekend for some as 4th of July is tomorrow, a holiday, and folks are going to maybe celebrate, cook out, grill, and do all that do all that stuff. You know, and celebrate a little freedom and celebrate, too, that uh, the United States men's national team has advanced in the Gold Cup. And praise Jesus for that hat trick. Uh, what a what a what a performance! We'll get to that. Of course, we're going to start with FC Dallas, and we'll get to a little North Texas, and we'll take your comments and questions live. But of course, I'm I'm Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J Hill on Twitter. And with me, welcome back uh, is Ishmael Belcora. He's been out of pocket for a bit. Follow him at Belcora Isma on Twitter. Uh, welcome back, Ishmael. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be back in the States. We, we may have Jose join us in a minute, I, but we'll see. We'll see what state he's in, if he can join us. We have plenty of clips tonight, post-game reaction to for, from Nico about this big win as FC Dallas beats Los Angeles FC at home 2 to nothing. We also have a clip uh, a little bit about DC United coming up tomorrow. A little bit from from Bernard Camungo on that that huge goal, and some some uh, some notes from uh, Javier Cano, head coach of North Texas, as they got two points from their weekend match against LAFC two at home. A little bit brighter spot for them. So we'll that's kind of the order we'll flow with things. But and of course in there in the middle we'll talk about Jesus Ferreira and his incredible hat trick. But let's just start with FC Dallas. That was the first result of the weekend. Uh, Ishmael. You know, this was one of those games where it was hard to feel super confident about FC Dallas getting a result with where they have been, their recent form, their injuries, just just the, the where things have been going for them. Um, I mean, would you agree with that? How confident were you with this team getting a result going into that match on Saturday night? Um. I think it was more confident than most people, mainly because I think LAFC have been somewhat inconsistent over the past couple of weeks. Uh, with they've had a home loss to both Houston and Vancouver um, in the last like two three weeks, they haven't been the stalwarts that most teams in the league have seen them as. Um, they're still at the top of the table because of how well they performed at the beginning of the year where they got like win after win after win. And so it was difficult based off of the performances from Dallas over the last couple of weeks to see to see all the positives that we ended up getting in this game. And it was it was it was a breath of fresh air to see the team come out with a more rigid structure that I think would have definitely helped in games like Boston and Portland that I don't think we saw successfully implemented. 
And everyone knows how depleted this team has been. And so to see uh, the back end of the roster being the bring three points after four games, four full games of losses. Of course, you have the same Lewis win, half win. Um, four straight games of, like, four four full straight games of losses to be able to get this victory. It's cathartic, and hopefully, with a much easier schedule coming up in the next two games, we'll be able to jumpstart. With, I mean, this team has just been bitten by the injury bug. I wrote about this. It's kind of unusual. FC Dallas has been pretty fortunate injury-wise. I mean, we've had our share of short-term issues and, and a few long-term issues, but, you know, we haven't been in the position like some other teams have just, you know, missing, you know, three or four key players until now. And so it is kind of uncharted territory. But, um, I mean, when, when I saw, like, you know, at least the formation that was that was put out there was, uh, you know, Sebastian let Jed on top and as a striker, which he really played more of a midfield role. That that wasn't a helpful uh, graphic that was put out. And and you know, Kamungo, who has played as a striker uh, before with North Texas, you know, I just didn't I didn't feel confident at all because we haven't seen those guys. You know, Sebastian's working his way back from injury, and and Kamungo has had a goal earlier this season, but off the bench, it's a lot to put on a young guy's shoulders like that. Uh, but you know, this team, they they found a way, and it feels like they've been due for a little bounce or two, and so that was nice to see that that opening goal from Kamungo. It was just a poacher's effort. It was just Kamungo not giving up on the goal, a bounce going FC Dallas's way, and we've missed a lot of those. And the second goal, Sam. Junkwa, just a uh, you know, guy who we really haven't thought a lot about other than, hey, he's a nice veteran depth piece on this, uh, on this roster, finding a really nice goal for him, his first FC Dallas goal. Ideally, that's what you want from a contending team, right? I mean, you want yeah. to see guys step up and deliver in these key moments. Yeah, and it's, it, it was especially for both Yunka and Kamungo, just apart from the goals, I think both of them played in roles that they weren't, that they're not very used to, right? Yunka, for the majority of his career, um, has played more in a defensive role, in like a wing back position. And here it was, he's playing alongside Kamungo and Velasco as the top three. And Kamungo, despite how it's been publicized, is not really an out-and-out striker. That's not really where he thrives. Um, he can play up top, but he is much better going in um, behind defenses and making those inside, like those back-end runs. And so the role that they had him play here, which was almost like just as, as a decoy most of the time where he only had four passes during the entirety of the game, which was kind of insane, he still performed his role well, especially in the second half, and he was able to get rewarded with that goal, which is a forwards finish. To be able to score that kind of goal, to have those kinds of instincts, it's it's a for, forwards instinct. And so, just both of them being able to step up in a time when the team definitely needs them to step up uh, is encouraging. And hopefully, the majority of these injuries that we've seen. Uh, 
we're in the hopefully we're in the back end of all of this. And hopefully we're gonna start to see the majority of players start to come back and and start to get reintegrated as the summer rolls along. It was good to see Siki and Paxton back on the bench, both getting minutes. Um, let's jump over and just hear from Kamungo, Bernard Kamungo, on that goal. It's a short little clip. I mean, he's a man of few words, as, as many of these soccer players are, but but his joy is evident, and um, and and it's just nice to hear his that joy and celebrate a great moment for this youngster. This is really good for me and my family as well, and then all the hard work and all the stuff they taught me during uh, during the game and even off the field is it really means a lot. And I'm pretty sure I just build out from here and help, keep helping the team. You know, we've we've uh, seen Mulatto get some minutes. We've seen some of these young guys, and and. And, and there's been some chatter from FC Dallas fans about, you know, is this is this really the way FC Dallas should build their roster? And I, and that's maybe a bigger, longer episode sometime. But uh, these guys have have put in the effort with North Texas. They they're familiar with the system, the way the culture of the team. You bring them up. I don't think anyone was expecting that we would have to rely on them at this point in the season. At this point in their careers, that this season would be one where, hey, they'd be available for some games, they'd get some minutes with the senior team, but they would still get minutes with North Texas and sort of you know, work their way into the senior team picture. So it's a bit of an unusual situation again. I mean, so is this for you, Ishmael? You watched Kamungo play for the past, you know, past couple years. You know, is, is this a thing where, hey, um, is he is ahead of schedule in your mind, or hey, we still need to be patient with these guys? I mean, if I'm being honest, I think that you just start to th- throw them more opportunities, especially in Kamungo's case. I don't think we've seen enough from Mulat on the first team side to say that, hey, we should be giving him all the opportunities he deserves. But Kamungo has two more goals than Areola this season. Now, Areola has been very poor this season. It has had injuries and a lot of other stuff. But for the, the fact of the matter is that the player that plays his same position has two more goals than him. I think Obreon's around either two goals or I don't think he even has goals. I don't think Obreon has any goals either. And so it's not that's not a blanket statement to say that Kamungo is better but it is saying that as long as he continues to perform, Kamungo deserves to get these opportunities to keep growing. And, I mean, especially now when there's so many injuries, this is the best time to have him play as much as possible. What well, Hyder does have two goals. Oh, I lost you on the screen there. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Hyder does have two goals, yeah. So that's okay. been a positive from him. He, you know, and then he was a scratch in this game because of personal reasons. I tried to kind of get a sense of, of of what that was about, and we don't have a clue yet right now. <laughs> there was some talk about a green card, but he was in Frisco, so I, you know we'll see how that kind of shakes out. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with your assessment. I mean, I, I think it's. I think we got to be patient with guys. It, it takes takes young players, and Kamungo is such an unusual story. He didn't even go through college. 
He's not an academy guy. He really is is charting his own course. Uh, so it's going to take a while. It's going to take some time, and he's going to have some ups and downs to it. But, um, you know, credit to him for finding a couple of goals when the team needs it. And, and, uh, and especially with your backup striker out with Jesus Jimenez, you know, the team needs somebody to step up, and we found a couple of guys to do that this time. Uh, let's let's hear once more from Nico, uh, head coach Nico Estevez, uh, on this performance before we move on to other topics. Give uh, credit to this team, you know, because uh, they're coming w- almost with a full team besides uh, Alon and Murillo um, as, a star- as, a, as a starters. Uh, and we have uh, a lot of uh, injured players and some players coming from from injury. Even Leget, you can see that his uh, rhythm is still, you know, in, in moments losing it on the game. Um, and I think, um, you know, <clears throat> it's always very difficult to to beat a, a team like LFC but I think uh, with the special spirit that uh, we had today uh, with the teamwork and the brotherhood that we had today and some tactical things that help us to to win uh, or to to be in a good spot to win this game you know uh, I'm really really happy about uh, this win because uh, we deserve a, a win like this for all the bad things that have been happening throughout this uh, last month. And uh, and uh, we also didn't have some luck in, in other games that we were better than the opponent. And today uh, it turned out that only two shots on target that we had, it, w- it went to go. Uh, but really, really happy and really proud of this uh, group and the maturity that they are showing and how they're, they're willing to, to win and to grow uh, this club as much as they can. Good stuff. I mean, this one thing I, I and I've been on several post game calls and 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 uh, you know media availabilities with with Nico over the course of this season. And one thing, even in the midst of these these hard weeks when the team has struggled to find scoring and they've struggled to put their best eleven on the field, Nico has been patient and encouraging with the team. And of course, I think you got to be as a coach. I, I don't know what you get by going up and just you know criticizing or. Or, or moaning about your lack of players or anything. I don't know that it changes your situation. But he's he's believed in this team. He has been confident in this team, in their grit, in what they can do on the field. So I, I just love hearing that from him. I, I love that as a leader when, when you, you know, just believe in the best for your players. And, 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 of course, sometimes it doesn't come together. The balances don't go your way. And sometimes it, it all comes together and you get a huge result and it's just something to build on and change the direction of your season. Um, so a, a big, big, big thing. And of course, uh, meanwhile, on the national stage, gold, the Gold Cup is going on and Jesus Ferreira is just lighting it up. He is just dominating. In fact, um, Here's a live look right now at the Trinidad and Tobago head coach. Back to back hat tricks. <laughs> back, back to back hat tricks. Trinidad and Tobago coach after that third goal from Jesus, he was not, uh, he was not, you know, feeling it. Uh, I'm going to throw up some of. The, I, I do have some highlights. I was able to pull that up from uh, from this game. Let's just talk about this performance. He had. Essentially, an assist in uh, his first match, a, a hat check in a second. Jesus, look at that! Look at that finish in this third 
start against in the Gold Cup. Yeah, it's against an island nation, but you, you got to win against who's in front of you, right, Ishmael? Yeah, and I mean, the commentary of like, he's not doing it against the top teams. Well, yeah, there's not been a lot of, there's there's not been any men's national team player for the U.S. to score hat-tricks against the top 20-ranked teams in FIFA. Like, that's not a thing, right? And so, when you have Jesus perform poorly, like, in the past, like, during the World Cup, and, like, he got a lot of flack for it, and because of that, we did see him start to lose his position a little bit with the men's national team. He didn't start that much. You start to see the hype for Balogun. You had Vasquez with his hype on the state side. You had all these other players. And so now when he is the only striker on this team to like to start, like he's the starting striker for the men's national team in the Gold Cup, well, this is where he's going to try to perform and show that he deserves to continue to get called up. And he's doing that and more. And so the constant... Uh, ridicule that he's getting is kind of hilarious because these are the same people that don't want him to play against top European sides. Mm -hmm. So like here he is doing it against the nobodies and getting hat tricks. And so again, he's showing that he might not deserve the starting spot against if we pull up against England tomorrow, but he deserves to be in that conversation. It's not just a black and white decision and it's always good to see him in good form because you can tell he enjoys himself after that first goal he's smiling like that's that's always a good thing especially from us as FC Dallas fans to know that he is going to the Gold Cup where when we probably need him the most and is still getting that that uh that morale boost that is definitely going to transfer I mean, that, yeah, that, that, you know, the second goal very much a sort of a, a you know, took advantage of a lot of, of mistakes, defensive mistakes, just a sort of a, a nice poacher's effort just to stay with it. Third goal, you know, penalty kick. They can go a lot of different ways, but you expect him to slot that home. Yeah, that, but that, that first goal, there's just a lot of class there. Just a lot of class. Bounce that ball up and just and, and, and send it home. It's just It's just quality. I love it too because my worst thing would be for him to come back from the Gold Cup, um, not able to score, feeling frustrated, or, or not get enough service. And, and so, at the very least, he's going to come back from this Gold Cup, whatever happens, with some confidence to keep keep that going. And and I think it'll step up for his teammates in FC Dallas to say we need to feed him the same way that that they've been able to do, um, you know on that stage. I mean, here's my big question, Ishmael, and I, I'm, I'm really curious about just your sense of where it is. Uh, is Do these performances increase the chance in your mind that someone comes with an offer for Jesus during this summer transfer window? Uh, probably not. I don't think that they increase. I don't think that you have someone from the Nether a team from the Netherlands or a team from Belgium look at him score against Trinidad and Tobago and then just like have their eyes bulge out of their heads and be like, we need this player. These aren't the performances that that define that. It's it's what they saw last season, what they're seeing this season, right? He's not he's not as prolific as he was last year, but he's still scoring goals this year. 
Fantasy Dallas. And so you have teams scouting him day in, day out. Now, this definitely doesn't hurt. I feel like if he went to the Gold Cup and did absolutely nothing and was starting and did absolutely nothing, it would have probably hurt his stock. But the, the, the goals are probably not improving the stock to a massive point where he's going to leave in the summer. I do think that he will probably leave um, this winter, mainly because he wants to be on that Copa America team. Uh, not the Copa, yeah, it's the, I think that's the Copa America that's coming next year. Uh, he wants to be on that team for the men's national team. And so I do think he leaves in the winter just because of that. But I don't think. Uh, PSV, for example, looks at this game and like, yeah, I'm convinced. I don't think that these are the games that do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe the semifinals and the final, if the U.S. get there and he's sure. still scoring goals, there, there will definitely be something that perks the eyes of someone in Europe. Well, and the other, you know, the other kind of out there thought, although I don't think it's a strong one, uh, is uh, Liga MX, MXE. Emeki, I can't say Emeki's, uh, you know, like someone from there. And I know there's been interest before in him uh, in the past, some historic interest in, but I don't know that they have the finances to pull off a deal that would make sense for FC Dallas. Um, and especially with him as such a focal point for the offense for FC Dallas. It's just like, why would you sell him? I mean, it would have to be a, a, a deal that you couldn't turn down or maybe a deal with a loan back or something, but, um, yeah, there's. It, it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to think about it. I don't know if it will silence his critics who just are convinced that Jesus is is, is just a I don't MLS tier striker. But um, you, you know, you score. You got to score goals. I mean, it's, if you start the game as a striker, you don't score goals. I don't care how talented you are. Like you know, you got to score. You got to put the ball in the back of the net, and, and he is doing that. He is definitely doing that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, oh, when it comes to FC Dallas and their decision on, like, definitely Jesus is going to leave at some point before the 2026 Cup, right? That's almost 100% a given. And so for Dallas, the decision comes to a tipping point of you have to sell when he is most in form and when he most wants to go, right? If you start keeping him past that point, you start getting a Castillo kind of situation, right? And this team knows this, and the FC Dallas front office knows this. So probably you don't want to sell him this summer, but I could see a realistic scenario where after performing well at this Gold Cup, and then maybe he performs well in the League's Cup, which definitely has more international eyes on it, and then he performs well for the rest of the season and ends the year in total with both men's national team, FC Dallas League, and FC Dallas League's Cup ends with, like, 30 goals, 35 goals for a, throughout the entire year. That's that's enough of a race stop where I think FC Dallas could ask someone in Europe for 15 to 20 million, which is probably what they're wanting at this point. So I don't think it happens in July or August, but probably will happen in December, January. By the way, here on the show, I'm going to be uh, trying to, to, to develop some uh, some little sound clips that we can toss in at different moments, a little little drops that 
make the show a little more lively. Back to back hat tricks. Just have some fun with, um, you know, and of course I got the doing? classic. What's the point? <laughs> what are we doing? What's the point? All right, good old classic. Uh, and of course. And by the way, I love your podcast. I was listening. Thank you. Thank you, Javi Cano, head coach of North Texas, gives us a nice uh, a transition there as North Texas SC on Sunday um, will uh, came uh, welcomed LAFC 2 to town. LFC 2 is the worst team in the Western Conference. But with the way North Texas SC has been playing, they've been dropping points. They have uh, settled for draws and played some valiant draws in places. Um, lost several penalty kicks in a row. It's just not been... It's been a very young team struggling to find their form, to find consistency. And uh, head coach Javi Cano, again, credit to him. He's been positive. He believes in his players. Uh, he celebrates his players. And, and he trusts his players that they're going to figure things out. He's been very patient. but And also been you know, aware that there's been a little bad luck in some of these games. Well, they experienced that again. They went up one goal, uh, assisted by Hope Aveyevu, just a great sub in the second half as he works back to fitness. And um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, LAFC2 equalized. Then you had a great breakaway with Pablo Torres getting his first goal of his MLS Next Pro career. And then a late goal, a shot from way outside of the box. It just sort of, it just flew in you know it just flew in it was one of those kinds of lucks bit bit of bounce bit of a luck bit of an unfortunate stretch for north texas so they had to settle for a draw but for once they broke the streak of their penalty kick shootout losses were able to come up clutch let's hear uh head coach uh javi cano after the game uh, we know the lafc is um it's a team who love the ball, you know. So like we let we let the central backs a little bit to have the the possession and and they need to try the decision. Uh, we started with a kind of pressing. Later we modified a little bit. We were a little bit time where they arrived to the last tier, but no dangerous thing. So I think I remember just one or two times that they they just touched the box on on those actions. They have some shooting and deflecting, but but nothing dangerous. So like the idea is to don't get exposed, you know, like we, we knew like they want to try to play on the pocket with Christopher Jaime and the other midfielder. They want to try to put the wingers very, very wide to try to create those those intervals between central backs. So we try to avoid this. And we were running a lot. We were running a lot because uh, we detect the our distance between lines, between the, the defense, midfielder and forwards, they were very high. When we launched the, the pressing, we we were just stretching the team, so we were defending in, in very big space, and this is hard when you have an opponent very good with the ball. So in the second half, we try to we try to change it, all right. And 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 well, I mean, uh, we scored two, they scored two, and again, and and it was unlucky. This second goal deflected second action, and uh, we were so close, but finally we break the course. <laughs> You hear head coach Javi talking about the X's and O's of that game, which I, I do find fascinating. The North Texas wasn't very uh, effective in the first half. They were defensively solid. They were organized enough to keep LAFC2 uh, from scoring, but couldn't quite generate as many opportunities as they want, wanted, though they did generate a couple. Uh, but the second half, things kind of turned around for them, and 
they were able to get some really some positives going. I mean, Ishmael, I don't know how much you, when you're away, you were able to follow North Texas, uh, you know, with the senior team. Oh, here comes, here comes Jose. All right, there he is. Well, we got a side shot for you, buddy. Okay. Can you hear us, Jose? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry, I gotta change computers. <laughs> uh, computer monitors. Well, we welcome to to the show Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona on Twitter, uh, enjoying a day off, I believe. Right, Jose? <laughs> That's right. I actually just got back from a cookout. I I thought I'd be back earlier, but okay, no problem, no problem. Well, uh, and we are we had already talked about FC Dallas. We talked a little bit about uh, Jesus and the United States men's national team, and we can certainly circle back just a bit if, we, if you want to ha add some things, Jose. But right now we're talking about we just listened to Javi Cano talk about um, this North this North Texas game against LAFC two disappointing to give up the, give up that second goal, but they did break the penalty kick shootout. Um, you know, and I was asking Ishmael here. Mid sentence as you were joining in, um, you know, Ishmael, with so with some of those first team players not available, it just felt like it feels like this is a really young team trying to figure things out. And I think in professional soccer, as much as you want to play your kids, and I'm a big proponent of that, some of these results we've seen the downside of that. We've seen you know those lack of that lack of concentration, the ability to close out the games, the nervousness. You know, just those, those those little mistakes that can do you in. I mean, is was is that your take, Ishmael, from how you've been following North Texas so far this season? Yeah, and I think that the majority, the, the, the disappointing aspect isn't that it's a thing because we know that there's a massive learning curve when it comes to these young guys. But I think what is disappointing is that the core group of players that we've seen week in and week out, which is, again, not too many. There's a lot of turnaround in this team. But the core players that we see week in, week out uh, keep making those same, like, brain fart mistakes that end up leading to these things. And, like, you want to see those players grow. Like, uh, as an example, despite seeing him perform well, there's a lot of times where Henri, this is a player that I'm thinking of, makes these small mistakes where you're like, well, we've seen this before. Again, this is this is a young team, but like it feels like since you're the mainstay almost every week, you should be able to not make these small, small mistakes, right? And so well, it's it, the next couple of weeks are going to be very difficult because they go on the road to Tacoma, uh, they play KC and Timbers, and these are good teams, right? And you go also to Houston, and these are good teams. And it just it legitimately feels that a lot of these games where they've lost uh, have been games where it's just one mistake. And this is what you get when you have a young team. It's just I hope that like this core players, this core group of players – I'm just hoping that over the next two months as the season ends, we see a little bit more consistency from those like four or five guys. That's the main mm. thing I'm looking at um, as the season ends in uh, September. Yeah. 
Jose, I mean, were you able to, to catch up on this North Texas match? And uh... Yeah, um, we're seeing, you know, what we're seeing is the same thing, uh, like Ishmael said, but it's not that they're making this, this, these little mistakes. It's when they're making them. They've lost out on three points multiple times because they've given up that late goal, and they did it again uh, shortly after they had taken up the 2-1 lead. And, and this is, you know playing the full match and keeping your composure for the entire duration. We haven't seen that. Uh, I will say that there has been a slight improvement from the beginning of the year when they were just losing games. And now instead of losing games, they're at least eking out draws and then they're eking out draws and losing the shootouts. So now they've actually eked out a draw and won the shootout. So the progress we're seeing is slight. And, and, and you know what? The, the problems with this team's, uh, began very early in the season. Um, uh, I want to say that this team was planning on having Tariq Scott be their be their main striker for the year, and that his loss is a significant loss for this team because mainly because the the foreign uh, loanees and stuff that they brought in haven't been uh, up to par. You know, they they've uh, it's not maybe not that they've been up to par, but they haven't gelled. Uh, mm. into the team, you know, the stuff we used to see in an MLS where, where you get foreign players and they, and they, you know, they struggle. That's happened across the board for North Texas. And then now they're having to rely on some of their academy kids or some of their younger players. And you're going to have these issues with these young players. And I mean, added to, added to the, the fact that they lost Tariq Scott for the year, the fact that Mulatto has taken a step back uh, and and not only is he not not performing on a senior team, he's also not performing when he's gotten shots at North Texas. Now, he has performed from time to time, but not at the level we saw last year. So you see, I I just want to add that I'm not really concerned. We've seen this before from North Texas where they struggled mightily in the in the first half, and then they've taken steps uh, in the summer to address their issues, and and we've already we're already seeing that they gone out and signed this uh, kid from Argentina. I forgot his name, but they're bringing him in on a free. Basically, it was, uh, from what I hear, the kid's a solid prospect. North Texas must think so also because it's time to a three-year deal. And, and he's he plays uh, in the attack. You know, he's, he plays in a position of need for the team. And I think he's just one of a couple of players that they're likely to add to try to bolster uh, for a second-half push. So I, I, I'm not too concerned yet. Uh, the with the uh, foreign kids not playing up to up to up to par, the younger kids have got minutes, and that's going to be good in the long run. You know, we get to see some of these 16, 17 years old getting significant minutes uh, at the professional level, and 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 uh, mind you, some of them are going to go off to college. You know, I, I hear Diego Hernandez, who, who played this last match, I hear that's his last match with North Texas, and now he's off to Furman. So there's going to be a couple of kids that have been getting minutes there will run off to college now. Uh, I think uh, – uh, I can't think of our um, goalkeeper. Uh, Eyestone, uh, yeah. Eyestone. I think Eyestone is also getting ready to leave also. So you're going to see several kids that have been getting significant minutes from the academy having to move on. And uh, this is where it's going to necessitate that they bring in reinforcements. So I'm not too concerned. I want to see how they go about and reinforce themselves before and, and then see 
uh, by the end of the transfer season if they've made a significant attempt to improve. I think we've seen improvements. Just they're gradual and they're small and they're not enough where they're getting three points, especially at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a yeah. – it's been a long season and, and there's still hope, but they, that window's closing. <laughs> Well, as, as you mentioned, the, the, the slight improvement was they at least got that extra point, which I think they deserved. Uh, Antonio Carrera came up with a nice save on a pretty weak shot um, from LFC2, and then Tyshawn Rose was able to, to finish off the PK shooter. So they at least came away two points to the one for LAFC2. I asked uh, Coach Cano in the postgame, just like, what did you say to the kids? Because... Because when you have a bad result, I imagine those coaches think about what can I say to the players to settle them down, to uh, you know, to, to calm their nerves a bit, to to get them focused, not thinking about hey, we 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 missed shots last time and and lost the PK shootout. So I love it when coaches get a little philosophical, and this is what what Cano did. Let's listen to him. Uh, my last two team talk were were about confidence. You know, is is something like we need to we need to grow on the confidence we we when we were born we born without confidence you know so like the confidence is growing when you achieve our goals or when we we are going through the the adversity and and this is a kind of they are doing it so tonight we were saying we are right to the penalties they say like today we need to have confidence we are look we're focused on this so like go there and 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 do it and and at the end, we want to win, and we were very—I don't know if, if from the camera you see—but we were squeezing each other, just just passing, passing good vibes, good energy. So tonight, tonight, yes, okay, we want to break it, and we did it. I I, I love it because I I did see in that, and, and it's a fun thing if you can go back and watch that part of the match. Um, uh, Antonio Carrera was actually going and getting that ball and handed it to the players coming up for their next spot kick. Just like talking to them, encouraging them, like the whole they were really engaged, and so it was that that sense of like, hey, we just got to find a way to get that extra point. We got to grow out of, from this thing, and so <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I love like, hey, when we're born, we don't have any confidence. That's right. That's right, head coach um, and philosopher Javi Cano. That's a deep thought there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, and, and these young players, you know, they are just, yeah. Um, they're just they're they're enjoying this experience. They're growing from it, and you want to see them grow. So I, I just love that sense from Javi Cano. Um, Jose Ishmael just said, uh, as uh, you know, this next stretch of games is going to be really tough in North Texas. I guess with where they are right now, and, and one thing Coach Cano has said a couple of times is that hey, a couple of wins and they're right back in the playoff uh, picture. It's it's a densely packed Western Conference, just like in Major League Soccer. But, um, you know, do you think North Texas is going to be in the playoff picture come the end of the season? Uh, the way they're playing right now, no. But like I said, uh, I expect reinforcements to arrive. Carl Saints coming back from, from his international duty. And that, that's going to be a huge boost for the defense. Um, you know, he's missed significant games with North Texas. And uh, not just you know, not just through international duties, but injuries and whatnot. And having him back will at least help bolster that defense. And and maybe we don't see that last, you know, minute collapse that we keep seeing over right. and over. That's just something that, that, that they, they have to figure out. They have to, um, 
you're starting to see certain players, you know, lock down their positions. Uh, uh, Rose is locked down the left back. Henry is, is almost always a starter. Carrera. But your right back and your other center back positions haven't been sorted. And Carl Saints missed enough time that, that some younger players have had to play in his spot. So getting Saint back, anchoring that position, and slowly but surely you're, you're seeing the team basically it's taking them a, a full, you know, this whole time to basically find who their best performers are, you know. Um, so I, I think we'll, like I said, I think we'll find out once the transfer winner is over how they reinforce, who they get back, if this team will be a playoff team or not. Right now they're not. They're, they're simply not performing at that level. They're not getting the wins at home that they used to get. They used to this. Uh, uh, they used to have one of the best home advantages, and, and we haven't seen that this season, and that's a concern. Uh, LAFC, regardless, even though we got they got the two points, that should have been three points at home against you know basically the worst team in the Western Conference, which by the way North Texas isn't too far uh, ahead of them which that mm. tells you how, how much they've struggled. And, and uh, like I said, it, it, they're starting to gel. They're starting to come together and, and the reinforcements and, and how they incorporate it. And if the kids, the kids continue to play improved ball, will determine if they can go on the run because they're going to have to make a run if they're serious about making the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. And it's, again, the reason why we always want them in the playoffs. It's not because we want – them to win or anything is that these kinds of games when it comes to a playoff game in comparison to a league game is the kind of game where these kinds of players grow and they and these kinds of experiences change them for better or for worse and so those are the kinds of experiences that you do want a player like Henri to have or a player like Carrera to have these players or a player like Rose to have these players that are mainstays and are those players that we're looking at maybe going up into the first team at some point in the next um, year or so, you want to see these performances in these kinds of higher stake games, right? Uh, a game against LAFC where a draw means nothing because you end up going to a shootout is not comparable to a game that will determine whether or not you keep going, right? And so just to make the run to get them into these situations is super important. And so if they're able to do that, those kinds of playoff games are going to be super important to see whether or not these players can go up to the first team or not. Because at least during this season, there haven't been a lot of players that have performed at the level of Kamungo or Morlato from last year where you're like, oh, they definitely need those chance, that chance next year. Yeah, and and you want those high pressure situation games. Those are the ones that pay off, and 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 guaranteed matches against the better teams in a watered down league, really, you know. And 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 you want those. Do you want that pressure situation? That's where the kids are going to learn. That's where they're going to grow, and and that's where you got to. That's where you got to get to. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, good stuff. Uh, by the way, I just got, I, I believe, just breaking news here, uh, a live image of, of of United States Men's National Team uh, Twitter fan base as Jesus Ferrer scores uh, another hat trick. Back-to-back hat tricks. 
All right, it's just my it's my silliness. That's actually Trinidad and Tobago head coach. Uh, I just I love it. I'm gonna play it again. Back to back hat tricks. <laughs> because that is the attitude of a lot of the U.S. fan base. Who I don't, I don't know uh, what's going on with that Twitter fan base. I I just don't get it. I you want your team to win, let them win. You want players to do well, but I guess for some, you no, know, I want guys to suck. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I enjoy watching people be stupid online sometimes, especially when it's so stupid it really doesn't matter. It's just like it's entertaining to see people lose their minds over something that is, for all intents and purposes, good, and just seeing them like go insane is very entertaining. And you know, the my problem with with the toxic uh, Twitter people is that they infect the casuals who don't really know too much, who, you know, may follow some of them because they are supposed to be the knowledgeable people. And, and so there's some casuals that are simply repeating what these guys are telling them, like, you know, because they don't know better. And, and I posted it on our, our chat. And, and, and my whole take is that Jesus is basically Julius Caesar right now. And the gold cup is gall. And Jesus is going and conquering the Gold Cup. And as he does it, he's winning over the casuals. The casuals are starting to say, what's your problem with him? You know, uh, you know, the hardcore guys are still like, ah, oh, he doesn't play Europe. And, and whatever excuse, they keep moving the goalposts. Uh, and, it, you know, all Jesus can do is score. And honestly, I guarantee you, if the U.S., if this U.S. team doesn't win the Gold Cup, you know, they're just going to pretend like it never happened. Like, you know, they, are they, they're going to basically use that. <laughs> they're going to use that as an excuse. They'll somehow blame that on, on Burhalter and then they'll blame it on his. And let's face it, though. Uh, my whole take on this team is really the, the guys that have played with the A team, whether uh, Turner and Ferrer, are the guys carrying this team? You know, the best player right now on the roster is Jesus. And I know, I know people are like, some people are still giving me the Vasquez is better. He should play more minutes. Vasquez is getting minutes. He's just not scoring at the clip that Ferreira is. Vasquez is getting significant minutes. He's not getting as much minutes as Ferreira. But he's not scoring at the same clip and he's playing the same opponents. And he's playing against tired legs when he's come in, where you think, which you think would give him a boost. So uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, like I said, people keep him to go post. I'm excited that the team is doing, but honestly, this team is going to go as far as uh, Jesus takes him, really, because I know everyone's talking about, oh, he scored three against Trinidad and Tobago, blah, blah, blah. But my recollection of that game is that our wings played horrible. Sindehas and Roldan on the wings, they they did not have very good games. They had moments, but for the better part of the game, they struggled uh, combined. And then so you got Jesus, who's basically, you know, having to work with that on a a team that, let's face it, is built to – built around our wing players, really. And when they're struggling and your guy's still scoring – you know, mm, regardless of the point. opponent, that that's something. Honestly, that's my concern going out of the group stage: is the play of the wings. It has to be better. 
mm-hmm. those those are the guys that should be playing better against this level of opposition, and they're not. And Jesus, you know, whatever you think of him, Jesus has performed and deserves to get a uh, a callback with a better team. You know, I, I don't care where you place him. The bottom line is you were given a spot. You performed. Reynolds has performed. Uh, Jones has performed. Uh, uh, Busio, Caldwell. There's several players that Mihailovic that have performed. And if they're performing, forget the level of position. They're basically saying, hey, we performed at this level. They, their name should be in the hat to be given a shot at the higher, at the next uh, tournament. Yeah, that's yeah. all you want to see. Well, let's let's shift over to our final topic of the night. I realize it's already six fifty or uh, my time eight fifty. So, but uh, here's a little clip. Let's turn our attention to DC United. FC Dallas turns right around, and tomorrow they welcome DC United for their sort of annual July Fourth game. It's usually one of the big. Matches, fireworks, um, all the fun, and the team, of course, means that means they have to shake off. Uh, and the positive is that they have that win from Saturday to build on, but that means they gotta, you know, rehab quickly and get and get ready. I don't think we'll see any new faces in that short time frame here, ready to start. Um, may- one, we'll see one. Hyder <laughs> O'Brien. O'Brien, he'll be back. Okay, did we? Jose, did you ever find out? I, I, I even sent my a little link in to, uh, to my one contact within the FC Dallas organization and no answer, but did you ever hear back about uh, why Hyder was a scratch on Saturday? Uh, it was a rules violation. It was a minor one, uh, not a big one, but it was okay. they wanted to basically punish him for, for whatever this rules violation was, and that was basically he had to miss the game, but he should be back with the team now. Okay. Well, that'll be that'll be nice to have. Um, although you know, I almost wonder if you give Camungo another, another run um, or what. But or you know, Sam Jim, Sam Hunka is also worthy. But let's let's first listen to Nico uh, as he uh, uh, spoke to uh, media today about uh, prepping for uh, DC United. Oh, every every time when you play at home, uh, it's important to to win. Uh, DC is a team that has a lot of quality players. They have a clear idea how they want to play, and uh, it's going to be difficult, you know. And every every game against any team, and with the heat that we are uh, having here, uh, it makes uh, more difficult. Uh, but I think the after uh, the win against LFC, uh, it gives us confidence, and we have to just repeat another performance. DC United will come in. They'll miss their star striker, uh, Bentiki, um, who will be, uh, I think, is out with yellow card accumulation. So he won't be available for DC United. They also played this past weekend. So you would think, as the home team, the cards are in favor of FC Dallas. But you know, it's it's we're still a still an injury prone team. It's it's just been tough for FC Dallas as of late. So what's what's our thoughts? What's our our confidence going into this game? on on uh, t- Tuesday night. I will say that I'm very confident. I'm very confident, mainly because the biggest hang-up with the team is how are we going to score? How are we going to win with all these players that we're missing, with our top scorers gone? And going out there and beating LAFC, I don't care who LAFC was missing. They were not missing as many people as, as FC Dallas. So however weak of an LAFC team, they were fielding. FC Dallas fielded an even weaker team. 
and they went out there and they beat those guys. And and you know what? You saw that Hunkwa goal coming. You saw it. You saw him basically almost pull it off before, and, and, and you you're like, wow, there's something there. You know, give him another shot, and he and and he gets that, and that's exactly what he did. That's a confidence builder. That's a confidence builder for Kamungo. Uh, and it's confidence builder for the team to know that hey, we have guys that that are gonna be able to score, uh, and this is gonna be great. You know, it's gonna be great once this team gets healthy to know that we had guys come off the bench and perform in a big game against a big opponent. That carries over, and I think right now this team uh, that LAFC, I think they can ride that wave of uh, uh, confidence into that into the Fourth of July game. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think FC Dallas gets another W. Ishmael. First off, I always think it's really it's very funny when this happens, and it happens multiple times. Uh, uh, FC Dallas has had multiple games on July Fourth against DC United. They had one in 2017. They had one in 2019. So it's very funny that a July Fourth game, the team of the nation's capital. Is never in the capital, but uh, anyway, you know all it all it's all it's taken teams to do to beat DC. Well, there's a reason why that is, Ishmael. By the way, is because like the National Mall on July 4th is like a mess. Like it, there's a big concert. So if they had a DC game too, it just it'd be a traffic nightmare. So it's kind of smart, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway. Teams over the last couple of weeks have shown that the way to beat DC United is simply to chip Tyler Murray, uh, uh, Tyler Miller, because they have the team sets up where the center, the the defensive line for their defense is always super high to involve them in the possession of play, right? And because of that, Tyler Miller steps up as well. That's why you have that insane goal from Pablo Ruiz. And uh, I think Zellerian also scored one from long range. Uh, they just keep chipping Tyler Miller, right? Uh, I think when it comes to this, the way that DC sets up, it's very unique. Rooney has his, his specific ideas tactically that are easy, not easy, but there's when you break it, the team will win, right? If you're able to figure it out, the team will win, right? And so if DC is going to be playing with a high defensive line and high pressure, which they usually do, all FC Dallas has to do is kind of do what they did against LAFC because LFC doesn't play with a high defensive line, but they do play high press. And they do play like, like blitz attack. And Dallas was able to stomp on that in this game. And so... If like almost play for play, if FC Dallas is able to replicate what they did against LAFC, it should be an easier win. And hopefully, we keep our run of winning Fourth of July games because I I think we have done that a lot over the last like five ten years. And and uh, if FC Dallas manages to win, they'll be in fourth place. So. Yeah, they're hovering around. Kind of making that spot there. Yeah. <laughs> Marcin has got 50 on fire versus DC United. Okay. Uh, all right. Different 
different pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's that's Marson. It's, it's my brother-in-law. He's just trying to be funny. He's just he's just messing with us. That's good though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and by the way, Tyler Miller, DC United goalkeeper, who's also going to be with the All Star team because I guess Rooney is coaching it. Like, got it. Talk uh, about. I guess pause doesn't. I guess pause doesn't exist like at all in any capacity. It is soccer. You're right. <laughs> um, you're right. But yeah, like I think talk about you know again United States men's national team Twitter talking about Greg has his guys well you know Bruni I guess evidently has his guys too so he's every getting... every manager every manager oh, has sure. his guys. Every manager ticket, guys how did the ticket get the all-star like what yeah. has the ticket done this year but... yeah I mean, he's had a moment or two I mean I, I don't I, you know, he's... I'm okay with Paz not being at the MLS uh, all-star game because yeah. then he can For, go spend yeah. time go spend time with his hot girlfriend <laughs> give, give that one some attention <laughs> well good well let's let's leave it there it's always been an hour show i mean but we have missed a few um episodes we just had you know just busy schedules and i'm actually doing the show in a new location in my garage and and i'm realizing it's going to be a little warm in here uh during the california summer so uh we'll, we'll adjust we'll figure it out but anyway uh, ishmael jose thanks for being on tonight um, hope you I have a safe Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have a nah, safe Fourth uh, of July, back, everyone. Back to drinking. See you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be safe, everyone. Of course, yep. check out Happy the website after, afterburn.soccer for your latest news. Been trying to post some good clips, some interesting insights in North Texas and FC Dallas and others. And so, I uh, hope you will subscribe, even for free. Because actually, most of our stuff is for free. And uh, and hey, go FC Dallas. Let's do it. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.